Now is the time for the King's Word with Pastor Yomi Fatime. Be blessed. Colossians chapter number 3. I read, we will read from verse number 18 down to 20. Colossians chapter number 18. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own now, husbands. It's, it's an, un, an unnegotiated command that the wives must be intentional about it. Submitting is a command and it's an instruction unto your own husbands as, as it is fit. Now, as it is fit, we're not dwelling today on it, but we are going to screw it down that your submission to your husband begins and ends as it is fit. If your husband asks you to commit suicide, is it fit unto the Lord? No. If your husband asks you to lie, is it fit unto the Lord? No. Now, that your submission is to be guided and regulated by the command of the word of the Lord. But today we are not dwelling on women. We are going straight to look at, and I believe the Lord, when we handle the issue of submission as an assignment given to, 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 to women by God, we will be explicit, we will be total, and we will be thorough. Permit me, all men, that we must know that our leadership over the home begins and ends at the feet of the master. Is somebody hearing me? Now, we will look today. Go ahead, daughter. Husbands, love your wives. Husbands, love your wives without exception. And do not be bitter. Against them. Against them. I believe and I know that God knows that there will be elements of activity that will tend to make you bitter. And the Lord is saying that, okay, love them and don't be bitter. Today, by the grace of God, we are looking at the Christian husband, her role and responsibility. The Christian husband, her role and her what? Her responsibility. Or permit me to say, the duties of a Christian husband in the home. May I say it that God, the author of the institution of marriage, is not a confused God. That's why the Bible calls him that is not the author of confusion. So the roles and the responsibility of both the father, the mother, and even the children, they are well spread out, caught out. There is no confusion. Of course, permit me to say that between the functions of the husband and the wife, there is what we come to understand that there are what we call 
the exclusive list and the concurrent list. This morning, we are going to remain on the exclusive list. Exclusive in the sense that God demands that the man must do it without looking back. It's not a role that you intentionally turn into joint responsibility. There are responsibilities that are joined. If the Lord permits us, we will look at it. The concurrent list of, um, of the Christian home, what the Lord demands of the man and what the Lord demands of the woman that either of them can do. I give an example. The correction of the child, the husband and the wife can do it. Is somebody hearing me? The husband can correct the child. The wife can equally do the same. But today, we are not looking at concurrent lists. We are looking at exclusive lists or what makes the man the man. Praise the Lord. So this morning, I've come to remind the men that you are not a man because you carry stick under you. You are a man because you are the one in charge. Is somebody hearing me? Let's go on. Um, we've talked about being one in the family. We have also talked about things that can enhance our oneness. We talked about the obedience to the golden command. We talked about living to cleaving. We talked about the act of the three P's and the act of the three F's. The praying together, the planning together, the playing together. We also talked about the forgiveness that is daily. We talked about the forbearing that is required, enduring one another, and the forbiddings of the marriage rules. Permit me this morning, before we go into the, the act of responsibility, to remind us that in cleaving together and sustaining oneness in the home, there is this word that must not be lacking, the two A's, appreciation and apology. Is somebody hearing me? Every man must learn the act of appreciating the wife at all time. When there is food, learn to appreciate. When there is no food, learn to appreciate. When there is money, madam, appreciate the husband. When there is no money, let him know that you understand he's struggling. Let him know that the weather is not going to remain cloudy forever. Appreciation is part of it. Excuse me, sir. When your wife finishes dressing in the morning, tell her, Oh, mama, I didn't make mistake investing on you. If actually you have invested. If you have not invested, tell your wife, Mama, you look good, even though I don't know how the clothes came about. That's sincerity to the, to the letter. Can I continue this teaching? Now, the second A is apology. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, mama. If you want your home to remain sweet, the word I am sorry must be a component on daily basis. Oh, mama, this pepper is too much on this soup. Don't defend this. Don't say I am just coming from the market. You don't even appreciate that I'm tired. Both of us went to work. I came back now I cook. Instead of you to eat and say thank you, you are saying there is pepper. Mama, that will not sustain the matter. Tell your husband, oh, sweet darling, the pepper is an error. Do I go and bring oil? Praise the Lord. As I was a growing up young boy, 
my mother had this special love for me that when they finish cooking, every other fellow's, uh, whether it's beans, whether it's anything, she will cut my own and pour oil on it. Because I had zero tolerance for oil. And I, uh, for pepper, thank you, daughter. And I grew up like that. If you want to tear me apart, just give food and put pepper in it. Under 3R, you will be looking for what to do because there will be confusion everywhere. So, mama, study your husband. And if there is an accidental discharge in any department, learn to quickly say, Olo worry me, I am sorry. It is not intentional. But you know there are people that sorry is never found in their dictionary. They are the one that erred, and they want their spouse to apologize. You can't continue to have honey in that type of home. Excuse me, sir. It is not a mark of strength for you as a man not to open your mouth and say sorry. The only way you know how to say sorry is in the night when you are using your leg to touch her. That's nonsense. That's hypocrisy. You must groom yourself to the point and when there is need for public apology, if you insulted your wife or you misbehave to your wife in the presence of the children, let the apology also be in the presence of the children so that they will grow up with it. So let's go back. Amen. Let's go back. You cannot harass your wife in the public and go to the bedroom and be telling her you are sorry. No, go to the public where you have harassed her and announce your apology. Who is clapping? Is it man or woman? <laughs> Hallelujah. Go to the public and tell your wife, children, I've done it. I told you before. Excuse me, sir. You have humiliated your wife in the presence of the children. You think you're a father? You are not a father. You are an area boy. Ah, who is this person? <laughs> God, we have mercy on us. This yes is very strong. So today, we want to look at, you know, the Bible says, we read it. It says, honoring one another. The honor is not only meant for the man. The woman too deserves to be honored. Now today we want to look at the responsibility of the Christian man, the Christian husband. But there are things I like us to note. That number one, we must first of all identify who is a Christian husband. Point or pause. Everybody, please, let's be quiet. Raise your head and look at me. May I say again, all the teachings we are saying is we imagined that you are not just a Christian, that you want to please the Lord. Can I say it again? You are not just born again. You want to please the Lord in all that you do. You are on your way to heaven. You are no longer a subject of culture. And this is how we do it in my village. No, we are teaching you how it's being done in heaven. The Bible says, let your will be done here on earth as it is done in where? In heaven. So when I teach and I give instruction that conflicts your culture, please permit me to know or permit us to agree that your culture is like a bylaw of a local government. And when the culture of a local government or the bylaw of a local government conflicts with the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, 
the lawyers are saying one must bow to another. And which one must bow? The local government. Now, your culture is a local government before the culture of heaven. Can I go ahead? So, we are bringing bear the culture of heaven. Number one, for a man, the, the Christian husband, the number one rule is that we believe that he's already a child of God. In Ephesians chapter number two, let's read verses one and two. Ephesians chapter two. Gloria, please be strict with me today over time. Thank you. In Ephesians chapter number, no, um, yeah, Ephesians chapter two, can someone read verses number one and two? And, and you had he quickened. Now everybody raise your head. We are talking about the man that had been quickened. What do you mean to quicken? To be delivered or to be reactivated or be brought back to life from the life a man that is dead in sin. A man that is dead in culture. We are talking about the man that has been redeemed. He has been brought back from the traditions of men. Can I go ahead, ready? Yeah, go ahead. Who were dead in Who trespasses and sins. dead in trespasses and sin. Wherein in time past, in time past he walked according to the course of this world. According to the what? To the course of to this the world. Course, to the customs of this world. Bridgie, you are no longer a, a man from the east. By the standard of heaven, you are a citizen of heaven, seated with him. We must no longer know you by the tradition of the Igbos. You have been redeemed from it. Particularly traditions that are counterproductive to spiritual life. Amen. He said, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> my culture says, if the woman insults my mother, I should not eat her food for seven days. You will die in hunger. Somebody hearing me? Again, that's not a reason for any woman to, uh, to insult the mother-in-law. If you insult your mother-in-law, you have planted seed. Your own daughter-in-law will slap you. Can I go on so that it will be a balanced teaching? Now, we are talking about the man that is already redeemed, regenerated, and delivered from the culture of men. And a lot of our men are not, they are not, they are not delivered from culture of men. Your wife offended you. You now say your wife should go and bring good. In your culture, if you commend it, you go and bring good. You are a good seller. <laughs> Number two, we are talking about the man. When we talk about Christian husband, we are talking about the man, a devoted man in the law of uh, one wife, one husband, one wife. You are not a traditionalist that believe in two, three, four wives. And they even quote the Bible. Amazingly, this morning, that portion was read to me, my, my morning devotion, where God told uh, David that if you had wanted more, would I, would I not have given you? Please raise your head. If you try what David tried, you won't survive it. Amen. So we are talking about the man who has his wife as no alternative. No, no side chicks or side cockerel. What they call it? Is this side chicks or side? No. no. No super secretary in the office. 
You will not eat your wife's food at home. You will tell the secretary what she will bring. And you will send money for her to cook it. You are a dangerous man. Praise the Lord. At home, you don't eat padadiam. But in the office, you eat apple. Praise the Lord. I challenge all the wives. Make sure your husband carry food to the office. He who has the key to the stomach will likely have the key to the heart. All these Indomie sisters. You don't know how to cook. Get ready. You are 23, 24. It's mama that is still cooking for you. No problem. Go ahead. Just let her, let her cook until she's 70. When you get married, she will follow you to cook. Indomie girls. Praise the Lord. And unfortunately, our parents are not helping better. You, are, you have a grown-up guy at home. You see, expect your wife to do the cooking. Number three, we are talking about, when we talk about the Christian man, we are talking about the priest and the pastor of his family. Every Christian man is expected by design to be the priest and the pastor of his own home. So that you not give space to your wife to be super, 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 so treat a pastor like super angel because you have created a vacuum. Pause. And everybody lift up your head. Any home that, is, that the wife is more spiritual than the husband is not a normal home. Can I repeat it? Any home. Daughter, don't manage any brother you think is, you are more spiritual than. It will cause you problems. It will affect your ministry. It will hinder your spiritual performance. And I challenge all men, if you are a man, be a man. Be the priest of your family. Be the pastor of your family. You must be able to rise and tell your wife and children the devotion. Don't see it the Lord. Not by imagination. Not by permutation. But I heard the Lord speak to me. That's why you are a priest of your family. Job chapter 1, let's read verses number 4 and 5. It may not look palatable, but I vow to speak the truth. Uh-huh. And his sons went and feasted in their houses. And his sons went and feasted in where? In their houses. In their houses. Everyone his day. Pause, pause, everybody. Job was so blessed by the Lord that while he had in his own lifetime, the children have houses. Every man in this house, lift up your right hand. You will, while you are alive, your children will have their own houses. Yeah. But even at that, Job didn't let go the priesthood. You say your son or your daughter is no longer living in your house, and that will remove you from, oh, mom, 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 mom. You must check on them. What, which scripture did you read today? You must check on them. How is your spiritual life? Which church did you attend today? Now, let me also sound a very serious note of warning. It's a mark of failure for any father. You are at the same time with your child, and the child attends another church. It's a rule in my house. Even if you are a pastor, where you are coming from, the moment you are in my house, let's come and do the pastoral assignment together here. My mother-in-law was a senior pastor in apostolic faith. She visited, and I politely told her, Mama, apostolic faith is very far from here. Make we chop the thing together here. He said, Baba Tosi, I hear you. Praise the Lord. Now, we must know that the Christian husband is not just a priest. He's the head of the family, the one in charge. What do you do with head? Head coordinates all the functions in the body. You are a coordinator. Number four or number five? 
You are a defender. Did you read Job for me? Yes. Read it to the end. Everyone his day. Everybody raise your head and let's look at it. And uh, his sons went and feasted. Right, I'll go to verse 5. And it was so. And it was so. When the days of their feasting were gone about, uh -huh. that Job sent and sanctified them. You can't stop children from hangout. Whether you like it, they will do it either at your back or in front. They did feasting. They did birthday. And Job said, okay, you have done your own. The scripture says Job went and did what? And sanctified. He did what? Sanctified. He sanctified them. He prayed for them, gathered them together, and taught them Bible. When last did you teach your children Bible as a Christian husband? When last did you sit down? Not, I'm not talking of... Uh, one line daily devotion. Let's quickly look at the responsibility so that we can pick up time a little. Now, number one, the responsibility of the Christian husband, the number one responsibility as commanded by the Lord is to love your wife. He goes before providing food. A woman that felt unloved, if you lie, put gold on the table, she won't see it. Permit me to say, how do you explain the wife of a DG going out with the driver. Is it matter of money? No, it's attention. May your job not take your home away from you. Wake up in the morning and, and, and let her hear you speak and tell the Lord, Lord, preserve my wife. And she's my glory. No woman will hear the husband pray like that and not go to the bedroom and say, God, I thank you. I thank you. The priest, you are the one, everybody is having devotion, you are snoring. Oh, what a high priest. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, Colossians chapter 3, verse 19. It is an assignment and a responsibility that God has placed upon man to love his wife. It's not negotiable. He said, my wife is very stubborn. That's your choice. He said, my wife has no respect for my mother. That's your choice. He said, my wife is too tough. That's, the, that's your choice. Your, the command of the Lord to you says, love her with her toughness. May our home be a good example for our children. You see, there is no pretense in this matter. And it's not an act of righteousness not to love your wife. Can we continue? The first assignment given by God to any man, whether worthy, whether poor, whether high, whether low, is to do what? Husband. Do what? Love without exception. That's why I say husband. You don't say I'm a pastor. And you say love mama. I say God is good. No. We all know that God is good. Praise the Lord. Love. Wake up in the morning and say to your wife, I love you. Create humor. Say to her, do you know how much I love you? Love your wife. Number two assignment is to be the head. The one in charge. You must know as a man that you are the brain box of your wife and children. What do I call it? Come on, say it loud. The think tank. 
don't you ever say to your wife, I have no solution to that question. Tell her if you don't have, I will get back to you. Wife is asking you as a husband, what do I do? You say you don't know. That's a mark of failure. She didn't ask you, you say you don't know. She didn't have a problem. They ran to you as a husband. You say, go and meet your mother. Go and meet who? Somebody should help me. Go and meet who? Who is supposed to meet who? Thinking. Be a think tank for your wife. Be a think. Be, be a what? A functioning think tank for your husband. I mean for your wife. Think about her career. Think about her ministry. Think about how she will succeed. Think about your children. Don't be a doll. No responsive husband. Praise the Lord. Thank you. I've got to stop here. But let me, what I wrote under it. As a head, you coordinate other parts of the body. So the husband must coordinate the affairs of the children and coordinate the affairs of the wife. Is somebody in this meeting? Are we together in this meeting? Don't you ever leave your family in such a disorganized manner. They ask you, where is this child of yours? You are scratching your head. Which course is he studying? You don't know. What is she doing now? You don't know. And you are a father. You are an uncle. Praise the Lord. You must be diligent to know the state of your children. No, oh boy. Oh, And I close by saying this. Every father should know that until that, even when the child marry and become father, he see your child. Be accountable. What did I say? Be accountable. Be accountable. Be accountable. We must be accountable. You must give instruction on every part of life. No vacuum should be created by any father. We'll continue this teaching and trust in the Lord that after this series, our home will receive new wine. Shall we bow down our heads? The King's Word by Pastor Yomi Fatime, District Pastor, Gospel Light Redemption Church, Glory House, Karo Abuja. You are welcome to worship with us on Sunday, 9 a.m., Monday and Thursday, 6 p.m. Kindly follow Pastor Yomi Fatime on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Yomi underscore Fatime. You can also send a direct message via WhatsApp and SMS on 0904-123-0717. 0904-123-0717. Make it a date with us same time next week for the refreshing word of God.